Nugget. 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 Okay, welcome back <laughs> to the Nightmare Girls. What are we sponsored by, Anna? This week sponsored, well, we're sponsored by Rose's Frail Bones. <laughs> yep, yeah. My frail bones. Rose is an old lady who feels the weather in her hips, and we love her for that. Yeah. But she doesn't look a day older than 12, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, my problems you, are real. You got such a young I'm face. <laughs> I know, I do have a baby face. No, your problems um, are real. We we are very um, aware, and all of you should be no, aware, but I, send Rose love. I do feel like an actual old lady, because it snowed today, and I woke up, and all my joints were stiff and not working. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's casual. Also sponsored um, by, what is it? Black Box Black Wine. Black Box Wine. I wish not that actually, was a sponsorship that was real. <laughs> Holy shit, I would lose my mind. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. Oh! Can I make. I have a fun story. I don't, yes, this I is what is I was that, asking for story? before I, I started know. recording. Do tell. Yeah, before. We always, like, kind of flounder in these intros, and so Meg was like, what do we talk about that's not just, like, some <laughs> batshit stuff? And no, I have a Rose said, oh, share. I don't have anything, and now she's like, let me tell you now a she fun does. story. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's not even a story. I just wanted to share the very kind uh, Secret Santa, belated Secret Santa gift from our dear Anna, um, where she, like, hand-painted a little Mothman on a little candle lid for me. Just to clarify, I'm not that thoughtful. Yeah, the other (laughs) other one. (laughs) Well, that's why I said our friend Anna, because it implies that it's not one of us. Oh, anyway, okay. because I think it could have been heard as like the collective listener, our friend Anna, yeah, and our yeah, omniscient yeah. Okay. friend. Well, excuse my shit brain today. <laughs> it's okay, old lady. We love you. I love you too. But um, in all seriousness, the candle that Anna painted is really cool. It's it's so actually cute. the coolest thing ever. Maybe Rose, can, you should um, post it on the Instagram story just to yes. It it's very fun. It says the man, the moth, the legend. Also, also. Oh, no, go ahead. Go, go. To to, to call out the other... Meg had me for Secret Santa, and she got me the moon. I did. (laughs) She bought me the moon. It's a little, like, moon candle, and it's now my favorite possession. That is all. I'm so glad you liked it. I simp for the moon. She does, which is why when I saw it, I was like, wow, that needs to go to Anna's place. (laughs) So, it changes color. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's a fun time. It's amazing. Rose had me for Secret Secret Santa, Santa. fun fact. And she got me a candle from this bookie um, Etsy shop that I've been obsessed with and I've never actually gotten a candle for myself for. And it smells like March Family Christmas. And the March Family, as in like Little Women, if you Mm -hmm. didn't know. And now you know. And it smells amazing. It smells mostly like Christmas tree. And I have had it lit all day in my apartment. It drowns out like the disaster that is my apartment with nice (laughs) smell. So thank you, Rose. I'm very appreciative. I'm glad you like it. Don't judge us for doing Secret Santa at the end of January. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. So there were some delays with packages, but it's no one's fault, and we're moving on. It's no one's fault. Yep. We still had lots of cheer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And who doesn't need some January cheer? Am I Honestly, right? I think last year we did mm-hmm. it at the end of January also, so this is yeah. nothing new for us. This is just on brand. We celebrate holidays late unless it's Halloween, which is for a full week. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, 
That being said, shall we get into the spooky shit? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I'm excited about my story. I'm excited about my story. Ooh, uh, no. So, why'd you say oh no? <gasps> Voices are the first sign of tipsy Meg. Okay, I've had like three sips. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just excited. Um, so, sure. the place I am talking about was actually recommended during our belated Secret Santa event. But it was, like, pre-Secret Santa when we were hanging out with, like, all of our friends. So I think this was recommended by Patrick. It might have also been recommended by Anna, other Anna. I don't actually remember. It might have even been both of them, but they both started screaming about it, and then I wrote it down. So I don't remember this. Maybe it was another another day. But I think, regardless, I think we were all drinking, and it's a miracle I remembered any of it. So (laughs) we're going to move on. I'm going to be talking about the lady in black from Fort Warren on George's Island in Boston. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I remember shit. this. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so we're going back to New England this week, folks, because that's where I want to be. And, you know, it's just a fun time. And there's so many ghost stories there that I feel like mm-hmm. the world is at my fingertips when it comes to diving into ghost stories. Mm-hmm. So we're headed to Boston for this tale. And the source material is mostly from nightlyspirits.com, but I also used a little bit of, like, George's Island's, like, actual website. But they didn't give you me, like, the nitty-gritty, like, ghost stuff. That's why I had to go mm-hmm. to, like, ghost websites for this. So, let's begin. If you don't know what George's Island is, it's one of the most visited Boston Harbor Islands. And its main attraction is the Civil War-era Fort Warren that was part of a seacoast defense strategy that took the Army Corps of Engineers over 16 years to build. So, this was a labor of, I don't know if I would say love, but, uh, <laughs> you know, war. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, very is. opposite. Okay. Yeah, very opposite. Um, and it's named after Joseph Warren, who was the patriot that enlisted Paul Revere to take that midnight ride of his and Warren folks at the oh, British cool. were coming during the Revolutionary War. And Warren was also, just fun fact, he was a leader of the Boston area patriots, and he later died in action at the Battle of Bunker Hill in North Carolina. Mm. So, yeah. Cool dude. Um, and a reminder, we're talking about, like, Civil War era, but it was named after the other war that happened here. So, yeah, fun stuff. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, Fort Warren was utilized both as a training camp and as a prison throughout the Civil War that held military officers, political prisoners, and others who fought against the Union. So, if you were, like, a Confederate bad guy, this is probably where you got sent. So, Fort Warren's all about the Union F the Confederacy, all that jazz. And it also apparently played a big role in both of the world wars, but we're going to focus on the Civil War stuff, so I'll just move on. But just so you know, Fort Warren has been used in a bunch of different wars on American soil. So, yeah. And this story is primarily that of Melanie Lanier, I think is how you say it. I, can't, I don't know if that's actually correct for her last name, but her first name is Melanie. And she is probably the most infamous of Fort Warren's history like she's the most infamous character that had ever stepped foot on the island i have some mixed feelings about her just because she's on the side of the confederacy or at Mm. least like her husband was Mm. so maybe she kind of like had to be but regardless like she was a she was a very determined bitch so (laughs) she's fun to talk about Mm -hmm. so let's just keep on going and you know just remember she was a confederate but regardless her story is very interesting so her husband was part of the confederate army and his name was lieutenant lanier and he was captured doing during a battle in north carolina and then subsequently taken to fort warren as a confederate prisoner so 
somehow Melanie was able to find out where her husband was taken, even though, like, after war prisoners were taken, they didn't really like to, like, advertise, like, where specific people were, so there weren't any, like, attempts to break people out and stuff like that. But she mm. managed to find out. Some people think it was through this, like, like a smuggled letter on her husband's behalf that he wrote and was able to get someone else to send. Others think maybe there was just some, like, gossip through different, like, Union soldiers, and it somehow got back to her. But regardless, Melanie was like, time to bust my husband out of prison because I know where his ass is. So uh. <laughs> she, she found a Confederate ally that was housed near the prison um, before she actually set her plan into action. She went and stayed with them for a little bit, so she was really close by Fort Warren. And apparently she used that time to, quote, mysteriously and clearly communicate the escape plan to him, her husband, from outside the prison walls, end quote. So, like, I don't know if that means, like, shouting in, like, code or, like, what she did, (laughs) but, like, she was apparently able to communicate with him while she was staying with his Confederate ally while he was still inside of the prison. I don't think she was standing outside the walls just, like, screaming gibberish. I I kind of feel like that wouldn't fly. Yeah, Yeah, I hope that's not the case because that image actually made me, like, chuckle. And, like, (laughs) I don't – she would get caught so fast. So I really don't know what she was doing, but she somehow managed to talk to him from the outside. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when Melanie was actually, like, ready for her plan to, like, get started, she boarded this little boat one night disguised as a man – and onto this boat, she brought a pistol, a piece of rope, and a pickaxe, all of which are very important to this story. Mm-hmm. So she waited just offshore on George's Island, um, right offshore of where Fort Warren was when she arrived. And she sat there in the darkness for a bit until she heard the signal from her husband, which was a whistle of this like popular southern tune. So the disguised melody <laughs> approaches the prison wall, over which she tosses the rope. And her husband and other prisoners on the other side of the wall were able to use the rope to hoist her small body up and over uh, the wall. Oh, oh no. my god. This doesn't so, sound real. Holy I, shit. I know. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. So she's like yanked over the wall. And <laughs> which I just like, I have this image of like a marionette puppet just getting like flown through yeah. the air. Um, <laughs> and so she was finally um, reunited with her husband. She was overjoyed. She was super fucking excited and then they quickly got to work to get the hell out of Fort Warren so the plan was Melanie her husband and these other confederate prisoners because I guess she decided that just breaking her prison or her husband out wasn't enough because he would probably want to free some of his like confederate buddies so let's just get as many out as we can they were going to take the pickaxe and use it to create a tunnel out of Fort Warren where they could the tunnel would lead to like the armory of Fort Warren and then they would siege an attack on the Union guards and soldiers there with the weapons oh. and the armory. Okay. You follow? <clears throat> so, I was wondering, I was like, why Why did they bring her over the wall? Why didn't they just, like, use the rope to climb over? But it's because they were doing a giant jailbreak. Yes, yeah. What, okay. hap- what, what I think was initially a mini jailbreak um, rooted in, like, romance and love became this, like, giant, like, Confederate prisoner jailbreak movement thingy. Okay. Okay. So, she was a very ambitious bitch. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so they're on the inside now. She has the pickaxe. They're trying to tunnel out of Fort Warren, but this proved to be a very hard task to do because the ground was fucking dense and it was taking forever. So obviously, because they're just going at it for a long period of time. At one point, the guards were like, "Okay, something is going on over there," because we just keep hearing this like 
like sound of something like hitting the ground and like digging and there's like, these like whispers and shit because there's a big group of them trying to escape so one of the union soldiers realized what was going on and then he quickly alerted the others and then like this like riot i guess of some sort began where like prisoners were oh. fighting the guards and the guards were fighting the prisoners and like everything was just chaos so melanie found herself in a standoff with one of the union guards and she was holding that pistol that she brought to, and she decided to mm. step in front of her husband so that way she could protect him because everything about this was all rooted for like she wanted her husband back she wanted to get mm-hmm. them off the island and so the union guard was like i don't know what to do uh, and so he decided to lunge at her and try to grab the pistol um. from her so as he tries to grab the pistol from her she's holding it and accidentally sets it off so she shoots a bullet into somewhere and tragically she discovers that the stray bullet had struck her husband and he died right in front of her no no oh my gosh no yeah isn't that horrible so the whole That's reason she even came awful. to the island and she accidentally That's killed so him. tragic oh yeah and like maybe maybe the union guard was the one that like ultimately like did something that had the 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 trigger pulled but like mm-hmm. at the same time like she was the one holding the gun yeah that guilt so, yeah. yes so she was like immediately like holy fuck like i can't believe that just happened like distraught by this and so they quickly arrested her and they tried her for treason because obviously confederates were considered treasonous during the civil war mm-hmm. and so she was sentenced sentenced to death by hanging for her crime and as really quickly like they were moving along like the execution so they could just like kill her and get her so before melanie was executed she had one request that she die in women's clothing, not the masculine disguise that she was still donning during the short stay that she had at Fort Warren after um, mm. this like jailbreak attempt happened. So because there were no women living at the fort, because there just weren't during this period of time, like there weren't yeah. many mm. women in like, <clears throat> combat and stuff. So all the guards were able to find for her was this black gown, and that was what she wore at her execution. Oh, so oh, Yes. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Ooh, pieces Heck of the yeah. puzzle are coming together. So Melanie um, was hung, of course, and then was later buried on the grounds of Fort Warren, still wearing that same black dress. So uh-huh. this, that was literally where she was put to rest. So the moment she decided to take that little boat to George's Island, she never left the island. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. Oh, shit. So apparently there's actually like a lot of different bodies buried on George's Island. So it's unsurprising oh. that there's claims of ghostly sightings. But Melanie, of course, is the most cited and the most famous ghost on the island, commonly called the Lady in Black, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense, too, that she lingers there even after everything that happened because her spirit was restless both with frustration from the failed prison break attempt and then also the guilt for accidentally killing her husband. So... Her ghostly spirit was actually seen within, like, the first couple weeks and months, like, after she was first executed. So the Union guards would just, like, see this, like, see her, basically, just, like, walking around aimlessly in the fort wearing the black dress she had worn. And she appeared to be mourning her husband, for there was a strong sense of longing and sadness in her apparition's expression. And they also said that they, the guards would, like, know she was, like, coming or she was coming around because they would all of a sudden feel this, like overwhelming sense of heartbreak in their own chests as she passed so it was kind of like her ghostly presence was a dementor (laughs) in simplest (laughs) terms you know she was just like really taking all the all the joy out of anyone i mean i don't i can't imagine any of them were like thrilled to be part of the civil war anyway but right you know it just made it worse than it already was and 
Um, now that Melanie was like, you know, she's unable to free her husband and now she's prisoner of that island for all eternity, which sucks. So it makes sense that she's like really pissy in the afterlife and like sad and none of her emotions are positive ones. And her sightings only increased over time and folks that visited would claim to see a woman in a dark, heavy gown um, with the gown like swaying in the harbor breeze before her apparition just disappear. And even if you go today, you can see her like standing atop. There's like these arched entrances. She'll stand there and just like stare down at you. And then also, if you are a soldier, um, so I guess when they used Fort Warren for like World War One, World War Two, this happened a lot. She would just have these like sudden bouts of anger over her husband's death and chase unsuspecting soldiers from the fort. Oh my and I think, god! I think that still happens if she like knows you're um, military involved and you show up there too. Wow. So. Yeah, that is the tragic story of the lady in black. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's very sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And, like, regardless of, like, you know, she was on the wrong side of the Civil War and, like, but, like that's so yeah. tragic fucking it's still, thing you know, she loved her husband and then killed him accidentally yes. and then died. Right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that horrible? When I read the part where she accidentally killed her husband, I was like, oh, that's not where I thought this was going. Yeah. Oh, I'm sad. No. <laughs> Yikes. It's yeah, letting me bring the mood down a little bit at the beginning of this episode. Woo. Wow. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear about a cryptid? Yeah, sure. Why Yay. Not? Cryptid time. Why not? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> actually, I have one question for folks listening because I just yeah. remember this. Has anyone played Pop Tropica out there? And if, oh so, and if so, do you remember Cryptid Meg. Island? Because I just discovered this a couple days ago and I told Rose and Rose and I both played Pop Tropica and mm-hmm. she does not remember Cryptid Island either, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe Cryptid Island is a cryptid. Yeah. Maybe. Cryptid I don't know. Island I just was conspiracy? really shook that there was a cryptid-related thing from, like, our childhood that, like, I have yeah. no recollection of, so... I think the Cryptid Island was added later, because I definitely don't remember it, it from been. when, like, I yeah. was little. It must have been. And they definitely... They added a lot of islands, like, since then, so... Yes. So... Yeah, Rose I would have remembered her first her yeah. first meeting with Mothman in Pop Trap yeah. if that happened. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, is there? Well, honestly, I have to look up if Mothman is on there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, Anna, I'm surprised you didn't. You haven't played Pop Tropica, right? You never played. I yeah. don't think I did. Well, I I think you I just would played like Nancy it, there, was, there was a Greek mythology island, and you could oh, talk with the, all of the, the Greek like, mythology gods and goddesses. Really cool. That one was fun. Yeah, so. that sounds. Yeah. yeah, you would have been. I would have only found you there as a child. Like, yeah, you could, that's like, where you could I, see I other players. Them. You would just be in like the lounge with like other people, and I'd be like, Oh, absolutely, hi, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, ignore, ignore the. It's okay if you don't know what Pop Tropica is. I just was really shook when I discovered this weekend that there was a cryptid island <laughs> that was added at some point because I feel like cryptid isn't like a term you hear a lot unless you're into stuff like we are. Right. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times I've like told talk to someone i've been like oh yeah cryptid or whatever we talk about cryptids too mm-hmm. they're like what is that like, what literally every oh. time i mention it someone's like it's what? so annoying get with the program like, how do you God. not know <sighs> yeah and then you tell them what a, like examples of a cryptid and they're like oh i know that i'm like then why the, what the fuck yeah. did you think that was what did you call it right? <laughs> what did you call mothman yeah. just mothman no mr I mean, like urban legend yeah oh, oh maybe Mr. Mom, yeah, like, sorry, we have captions on, and it just said Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. <laughs> okay, moving anyway, on. <laughs> anyway, back to, back to Rose's cryptid story. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so, have either of you ever heard of 
a cryptid called the Grunch. Why do I feel like I have? <laughs> Sorry, is it Grunch or like grunge? G R U N C H. So, so like the Grinch, Grinch like the Grinch. The I. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like Grinch but with a U. Grinch who holds No, the Grinch holds grudges though. Is this what we call Matthew Morrison in his um Grinch costume? Oh god. <laughs> no, definitely not. That's so cursed. Stop. <laughs> he's all he's he's I triggers me. Anyway, don't say when his the, name on this when podcast. The Grinch, I don't want to hear When it. the Grinch holds a grudge, it's a grunch. Ha ha. Huh. When, when a grudge goes to brunch, it's a grunch. <laughs> <laughs> when the Grinch takes a bite, it's a grunch. Because he munch. <laughs> <laughs> when the Grinch eats lunch, it's a grunch. <laughs> Ooh, what else is there? When a grunch when a grinch picks flowers, it's a grunch because you know bunch. <laughs> okay, we'll stop with the horrible puns now. Okay, please. Not continue. even puns, just stupid rhymes like 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 low grade Doctor Seuss. When the Grinch has a theory, it's a grunch, not a hunch. Wow. Hey, we never <laughs> okay. we never said that we were intelligent. We, we <laughs> are oh, low grade no. Doctor Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys reading the captions, too? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It said, wee wee Jesus. <laughs> In case anyone's wondering what we say when we, we say we have the captions on, we might have mentioned this, but we, we use, what is this called? Hangouts? Google, Google Hangouts? Google Meet. Google Meet. Google Meet. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you can turn on captions and it tries to interpret what you're saying, but sometimes it's really wrong and it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. So anyway, this is the Grunch or the Grunch Road Monster oh. of New oh. Orleans. Oh, New Orleans! Hey! Ooh, oh my gosh, yeah. wanna, I want to go to New Orleans so bad. So now I Same. know that there's right. more than just the LaLaurie Mansion to be scared of there. Yes, yes exactly. Okay, so um, <laughs> some people believe that the Grunch is um, actually like one type of chupacabra. Ooh. Um, oh! So this is <laughs> sort of a part one of chupacabra but they're like also fairly different and usually um like the grunch has its own specific origin stories and like is specific to this uh location in new orleans um so like they might be related but like they're not the same thing (laughs) so i wanted to start off with uh like a like a like a chupacabra teaser. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. And besides that, um, based on like what I know, the legend of the Grunch is way older than the general knowledge of chupacabra. Even if it like was like a fake history, it it like is still cited as being much older. Mm-hmm. So um, the Grunch gets its own episode or grunch monsters or it's very confusing i think grunch is the plural of grunch oh uh, so like moose is the plural of moose yeah or mice is the plural of mice well no. mice and mouse no fuck me <laughs> no. so for once y'all anna's probably had more to drink than me <laughs> i'm literally not drunk i'm just stupid <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, 
If I mess up, that's why. <laughs> so, unlike other chupacabra or chupa-adjacent creatures, the New Orleans Grunch have adapted themselves to their surroundings and, like, in this area are a lot more prolific. Um, so I actually, to start off, have a picture for you Yay, guys, which I will photo. just briefly describe. I haven't had photos in um, so long, so whenever anyone else has one, I get really excited. <laughs> so I would describe this as kind of a cross between, like, a lion and, like, a crocodile. Oh, wow. Ew. Yeah. Okay. So for anyone at home. Let me describe what I'm seeing. <laughs> this, to me, looks like a Neopet on steroids. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. It, like, genuinely, like, it looks like something that could have come from Neopets.com, or, like, a kid was trying to do fan art, and it went, like, incredibly awry. God. Mm-hmm. But I also... Or, like, someone made Neopets kind of, scary. I kind of want to pet it on the head. Right. I don't. Okay. Well, that's okay. totally different. Well, I wouldn't recommend petting it on the head, and I'll, let me tell you why. <laughs> oh, would I lose my hand? Uh, well, so descriptions of it vary um this is like the picture that i've seen most often is this green kind of like scaly looking thing with the tail um it's also described as a goat-like being appearing to have leathery or scaly black skin with sharp spines or long quills running down its back uh and it would be about three to four feet high oh okay um so there are also very intelligent, more so than other, like, chupacabra-adjacent cryptids. Um, it's said to be able to open doors and use tools oh. like humans do. I don't like that. I don't like when things that aren't human can open doors. I don't know if you guys have ever seen <laughs> There's this video, I think it was on TikTok, where someone has, like, a boa constrictor as a pet. And it can open doors. It, like, yeah. flings itself oh, no. at the door. Yeah, Rose, it is that. the scariest shit. And I, I don't ew, mind ew. snakes that much, but it's, like... Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was rude. Or the so. videos of, okay. of bears opening car doors. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. In addition to this, they also are said to howl like a wolf or scream like a banshee. Great. Ooh. Depending on who you ask, you know. Ooh, it screams like a banshee. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, as a throwback to one of our first episodes, the um, Grunch is apparently very stinky. Momo! Momo! We miss Momo. Momo. Oh my gosh. If we ever make merch of some kind, I feel like Momo needs to represent, because that is so integral to who we are as a podcast. It is. (laughs) I never expected that it would be, but here we are. (laughs) We still talk about Momo. Momo is still an icon. Momo's iconic. Maybe we all see a little bit of ourselves in Momo. We all stink. So <laughs> yeah, that's well, also, what I'm trying to isn't say. that episode titled like Meg is a crypt or something? Like it has to do with me being Momo. Am I making that up? <laughs> something like that. We've definitely compared you to a lot of cryptids. Yes. Yeah, we do. I feel like I wouldn't Anna compare you to com- this one though. <laughs> yeah, Anna and I get compared to cryptids the most, and then Rose. I don't know if, if it's just because Rose is like our cryptozoologist that we don't equate her to anything. Yeah. But I Maybe, think actually, what's like, the one that cries the zookeeper. <laughs> Why? What did you say? <laughs> she said, "Which cryptid cries a lot?" <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh, actually, like, I know the answer to that. It was squonk. Yeah, I oh, feel like we compared squonk. you to the squonk. I wasn't yeah, trying to call you the out. Squonk. I also feel like you're kind of like I don't know why, but if I like this has nothing to do with like the what the cryptid actually does, but. 
when I think of you and I think of a cryptid you would be, I think of the frog man. Cause oh, the, yeah. That tracks. Yeah, that just makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In my soul. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so, um, additionally, some people report that the Grunch's eyes grow no. red, orange, or blue-green. No. Oh. No. You don't get to do that. You don't get to just change your eye color and make them glow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so some witnesses also report that it has... This one's a little out there, but some say that it has bat-like wings uh, and a tail. Others say it has fur, okay. which, like, kind of gets into, like, depending on, I don't know, I guess the region of Chupacabra, like, they look very different. Yeah. So, um... I'll get to that in a future episode, but, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of mixed reports regarding the Grunch. The most common kind of descriptor is that when they attack, this is why you don't want to pat it on the head, uh, <laughs> they will drain all of the animal's blood, and sometimes their organs, through a single hole. <gasps> okay, that They are to feed on goats, livestock, and people. Ew, oh. that sounds like, um... I mean, I know it's not at all the same thing, but the first thing I thought of when you said that was, did any of you study, like, ancient Egypt when you were in, like, elementary school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the whole, like, mummification process, they do, Mm -hmm. like, everything, like, very cleanly, like, out of, like, all the, like, they rip your brain out of your nose. Yeah. So, like, not the same, but, like. I was thinking of a snaggletooth vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind (laughs) of. But, yeah. Wait, is a vampire cryptid? That just raised that question for me, because I just... Is it? Aren't they, or is it? Are they monsters more Are they so? monsters? Yeah, they're definitely more monsters, yeah. I think, but, like, I'll still cover them I was gonna want. say, can you talk about vampires at some yeah, point? Yeah, you should. Sure. Because, <laughs> like, people legitimately head. thought they were real. Yes. Yeah, that's and, true. And, like, there's so, like, there's so, like, groups of people that, like, practice, like, vampires. So. Yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> hey, if you're a vampire and you want to be interviewed on a podcast. We'd love to know yeah, more. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, we're very curious. <laughs> I mean, don't come um, find us. Yeah. No, don't. We don't. We don't I want won't welcome that. you into my home. That's not a lifestyle choice we want to make. I'm not into having all my blood drained, but you know, you do you. No. So stay away from uh, Grunch Grunches. Road in in Louisiana. Hashtag keep my blood inside. Hashtag stay away from me. Yeah, give me my blood back. 2021. Every time I like have to get blood drawn for something, I'm like, please give. <laughs> do you like getting your blood drawn? I mean, not, not, that's, not that's not the way I meant to word that. Excuse me. I meant, do you like, do you hate it? Like, are you one of those people that like hates it? Hates it no, do I don't mind, mind it? it. Okay, same. I'm like, I yeah. just, I just don't like, well, I'm fine with it, but I also don't like seeing my blood out of my body. So like, I can't look at them oh, while okay. they do it. I like, <laughs> wait, hold on. No. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to cool really to see my blood because like that wasn't, you know, that, you know. Yeah. Sure. But, <laughs> that, but I have you know, really shitty yeah. veins, so they always, mm. like, have to do it a few times to get a vein. And you get bruised really bad. Yeah. Because yeah. I have shitty veins. But I actually think Me it's too. cool to, like, see my blood. Anyway. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, so there are, like, a few different origin stories. Uh, no one seems to be able to agree on, like, the right one. So I'm just going to tell you about all of them. Um, cool. Yay! Meg, are you okay? Yes, no, I was burping off camera, and then I saw Anna laughing at me. Because so. I thought you were about to puke. No. <laughs> I was burping as quietly as I could possibly manage in it. Now you're editing this out if you love me. So I'm not. Just remember, I gave you the mood! 
this out. Okay. So, um... <laughs> The main thing that seems common to the Grunch story is the reference to a Grunch road or some other, like, Grunch-related place, uh, and that's how the cryptid got its name. In some, like, it's... Well, we'll get there, but... (laughs) Um, So, first, for a bit of history, I'm going to tell you a story. Yay! Story time with Rose Woo! So, apparently, the legend of the of the grunch road monster can be dated all the way back to 1800 1800s new orleans so imagine if you will it's the early 1800s here in new orleans napoleon has just sold louisiana to the u.s um new orleans is becoming a really huge major port city um it's now very highly populated there's a huge influx of people, business, trade, and a notif- kind of a the beginning of a shift in local culture. Around this time, you start hearing rumors of strange creatures that attack animals and people. They say it lives down <laughs> it lives down that old road that leads into the woods. What's the name of that road? Grunch Road. Hmm, sounds Ooh. spooky. Voodoo is involved. Miss Marie Laveau herself? <gasps> no. no fucking no. way! Dude, yeah. what? Wow. So, um, one of the stories, which is arguably my favorite one, um, is that... Uh, well, so, before I get too far ahead of myself, you may uh, be familiar with the name Marie Laveau as the famous uh, voodoo queen. Very cool lady. Super cool. Um, but it was so... Really badass. Kind of scary, yes, though. very much. So apparently, Marie Laveau uh, and found uh, the story that I found this from didn't explain like how how this started because it just picks up from apparently Marie Laveau she she castrated the devil baby yeah when he was born in order to prevent him from producing more of his evil kind so I don't know where the devil baby came from yes. I actually read that when but I was doing research baby. for um, the LaLaurie mansion because uh-huh. if you uh-huh. look up anything LaLaurie today, Laveau yeah. is like very closely linked mm-hmm. because of American Horror Story. But I also think she must have she was around, so she was around yeah, when there, like it, she was around. LaLaurie so. was like happening, so I remember reading that and it was like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> I moved on. So. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> New Orleans. Is a so place. Um, it's. I don't know, there's some kind of devil baby involved. But when this devil baby was born, um, she said, basically, no more evil, no, you can't have kids, and castrated it. Um, So then, when the bloody testicles fell to the floor, Mm, they turned into a male and female grunch. Oh, shit. (gasps) Okay, I was gonna say that. First of all, bloody testicles is a phrase I never heard on the podcast (laughs) again. But second of all, I'm alarmed. They're they're bald babies. So the apparently then the grunge Aren't we all though we all are Anna Anna I, please stop I'm just gonna keep talking please but... stop <laughs> what please please keep I was going. gonna say that sounds like a perverse Adam and Eve origin story it does you, you said well ball, I think that's babies. kind of the point <laughs> <laughs> well I think it's kind of the point it is kind of the opposite of like a divine creation story you know it's it's got there's very much like that 
uh, I don't know, preoccupation with the devil and like, you know, that fear. Um, and that actually comes into play in some of the later stories as well. So that's kind of a common theme. Um, so apparently the grunch, the male and female grunch are said to have attacked and nearly killed Miss Marie Laveau. Oh, uh, ultimately she like fainted or passed out. And when she woke up, the grunch and the devil baby were gone. Oh, so wait, uh, the devil baby's still alive at this point? I forgot that you could probably live without. Yeah, yeah. she just okay. cut off its balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, some people and some stories suggest that, like, after this incident, Marie Laveau gave up voodoo altogether, oh. but that sounds a little bit like Catholic propaganda, so I'm not completely sold <laughs> on that, but, like, you know. <laughs> and I guess after that, they like you know went off into this wood and continued to have grunge babies until they are what we know them as today cool so um (laughs) in the second story i don't like this one i'm sorry um i'm scared (laughs) so in the second story the grunge came from an inbred clan of albino dwarf people who lived in the woods and ate goats and humans Apparently there's some historical substance to this because, like, (gasps) around that time, apparently there was, like, uh, a a group of people who were forced to live out in this woods away from society because, like, they, people basically ostracized them and, and said, like, you were, they were, these, like, albino and dwarf people were the creation of the devil himself. Um, so they were outcast and forced to live in the woods and the story was that apparently over time they had children who eventually turned into this cryptid animal um, wow oh, so um. i'm just gonna um skip over how mm. terrible that sounds that the grunch was related to the descendant of these outcast people and move on yeah, um, sad. <laughs> so let's get into let me tell you about the legend of grunch road <laughs> French Road. I don't know why I keep seeing so, things. So, I'm just <laughs> so there's some dispute over like where the like real Grunch Road was or is, but um, basically it's in a remote part of eastern New Orleans, near the community of Little Woods. I have no idea where that is or if that's a real place, but that's what I heard. <laughs> So basically the road like leads off into the woods to like a a dead end deep deep in the woods where it's all overgrown and there's all these water oaks which I had to look up because apparently that's a kind of tree that's native to southeastern US. But apparently there's like all these like trees it's densely overgrown and this area is the famous home of a half human half beast called the grunch this was the only one well not the only one but like the only one that specifically said it's half human from the beginning oh so i don't know um (laughs) they um it was considered again the devil's creations and over time the offspring became less human and more terrifying and that's how we got the image of the grunch that's more commonly known today uh, legend has it that farmers would awake in the mornings to discover numbers of their goats missing or devoured in the fields. Like, just bloody and drained, nasty, I guess. Nasty, 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 nasty. Yeah. 
and then the but the farmers couldn't prove that it wasn't like a wolf or coyote or like a regular predator mm. um and because the grunge was too clever and too fast to be caught <laughs> So, to this day, there continue to be stories of strange floating lights and cries in the night coming from this particular patch of woods. Oh, I don't like that. Uh-huh. I don't like that. There's oh. also... <clears throat> I'm done singing. Sorry. I just, I also, I think about any time there's a floating light reference in any story, and I'm like, yeah. that's creepy as fuck. Like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've yeah. talked about floating lights since, like, The Bell Witch or um, Zombie mm. Road, but... I don't like It's them. never good. They can stay away. Thank you. Uh-huh. There's kind of a, like a local lore, which is, I guess, I guess generally known. But apparently, um, it's well known that the Grunch will leave a, or it might leave a wounded goat on the roadside to attract passersby. Once a traveler will get out of their car or the safety once they're out of the safety of their vehicle the grunch will show themselves leaping from the tall grass <laughs> and no. attack the person oh. and drag them deep into the woods where it will devour your heart and flesh <gasps> no oh. no yeah. why would they think that a dead goat would make me want to go over and see what's happening is the goat because dead? you're like yeah a dead bloody goat Oh, yeah, no, I'm not Or, like, a wounded goat. I would just call the police and just be like, bye. Well, it did say, it said a wounded goat. So I guess the idea is, like, oh, no, that thing is hurt. Can I help it? You know? Or, like, is that some poor farmer's goat? One. I don't care. I'm not, I don't. (laughs) I'm not getting out of the car for a bloody goat. Two, Meg, why are okay, you well, holding don't. scissors? No, I don't, I don't, I think I just picked them up. Please continue. (laughs) I'm scared. No, no, they're my hair cutting scissors, so they're not, like... Put them okay. down. Don't keep cut this out, please. So, um, <laughs> now all that history behind us. I'm Sarah Paulson. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Rose, please, please continue. So, with all that history behind us, there are some recent sightings. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. Oh no, wait, because I wanted to go to New Orleans, and now I'm second guessing. <laughs> kind of want to go grunge so, hunting right well <laughs> i was gonna say i i think new orleans would be a fun place to go for like a bachelorette party but imagine a bachelorette party that's turned grunge hunting instead of oh like my gosh bachelorette party. <laughs> that's very us though i know <laughs> we're like we're gonna go to clubs and like you know <laughs> have a great time instead we're like in the car at 3 a.m like grunge yeah. <laughs> and then we go at like the morning tour for like the little lori mansion and we're like spouting up keep your eyes that, like, peeled for injured goats <laughs> please leave new orleans we get banned anyway keep going um so i couldn't find the date from this other than that it was like fairly recent um and i mean recent compared to 1800 right could mean anything in probably the last 50 years but um apparently a woman from harvey louisiana uh said she saw a grunge eating one of her neighbor's dogs and apparently sanitation workers have and do see them raiding garbage cans or chasing garbage trucks near the grunge road area oh shit that's nutso uh like obviously the usual theory explanation is that it's like 
regular raccoons or other animals with mange or rabies. Hmm. Um, cause that could explain like the scaly skin, but I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and like literally the theories are like, either it's a hoax or it's an undiscovered species. Which Yikes. is what a cryptid is. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> either it's real or it's fake, uh, which the, isn't really all that helpful. The grunge is real train right now. Yeah, I'm I'm on that train. I mean, yeah. why not? Yeah. I have another picture for you guys. <gasps> um, which, yeah. so this picture is supposed to be uh, like an actual photo of the grunge, but it doesn't really look like anything. Oh. <laughs> Like, it's like some kind of animal in some tall grass is really what we're looking at. It could be a rock in tall grass. It's, Honestly, it kind of right. looks like a giant frog. <laughs> it's right? eyes. Its eyes are, like, froggy. Oh, yeah. You see eyes? Yeah, the black I, I circles. I see that now. Oh. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Pic- look at the Neopet picture and then look at it again and tell me you don't see eyes. It could be a grunch. It could be nothing. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> but either way, I also way, love that they they drew two squares and two arrows to be like this where it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love when they do that. I know me too. <laughs> like so cute and quirky of them. <laughs> so I don't know. I like. I would like to believe that this thing is real just because it's weird and fun. Um, and it really makes me want to research chupacabra even more. Yes. So. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Just you wait. I can't wait for that episode. Me too. I'm yeah. so excited. And that is the Grunch, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, the Grunch Road Monster. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. New Orleans. What a place. Woo. Is the Chupacabra... I always kind of thought it was, like, very dog-like, right? The Chupacabra? Generally, like, yes and no. <laughs> okay. Because, um, like, I think... I mean, some sightings are quite possibly just a dog that had mange um Uh. but like there are some others that make less sense Mm -hmm. so conspiracy time with anna schroeder how about (laughs) meg stops singing time either that or like actually make like specific theme songs for oliver well i think i did because i said rose and i introduced you i I just don't think i introduced myself in that way Mm -hmm. okay conspiracy time with anna schroeder See, I remembered. So, what was my song? <laughs> I feel like um, the tune was very similar. The ly- the lyrics were, "Cryptid time with Rose Terrell." <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't remember. You're the so tune. creative. Wow, what a thank you, <laughs> thank you. I know I am. Okay. Anyway, Anna, <laughs> yeah, go forth. We're here this week. I'm going to be covering the conspiracy theories. And just normal theories around the Mary Celeste. <gasps> Why do I? I've heard of that, but I don't know what it is. Ooh, okay. Same so, <clears throat> sources: the Smithsonian Magazine, Yesterday.com, History.com, the Clue Collective, BuzzFeed Unsolved, which is probably where yes. you. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say about this, and Wikipedia. So this is a nautical mystery with some oh, very interesting that. theories. So, in case you didn't figure it out, the Mary Celeste is a ship, not a person. It's a ship. It yes. is a ship. Yes. Ship shape. <laughs> Let me paint a picture for you. This is my my attempt at approaching a story like Rose. Mm. 
not gonna go for it, but you're it's doing December well so far. Keep going. <laughs> what? What'd you say? She said you're I doing just tried well to say so you're far. doing well. So Keep far. going. Oh, oh. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Picture this. <laughs> it's December fifth, eighteen seventy-two, and there is. Okay, I I can't do it. I try it every time, but. My brain it's is just not who Anna is. It's just like not, not Anna. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's December 5th, 1872, and the captain of the ship, De Grazia, his name is David Morehouse, he's guiding his ship from New York to Geneva, Italy, with uh, a ship full of cargo, and he's about 400 miles east of the... I should have looked up to say this. The islands to the left of Portugal, the, <laughs> the Azores sure Mm -hmm. yeah totally that so he's about 400 miles east of the azores when he spots another vessel nearby morehouse thought that this other ship looked kind of familiar and as they drew closer to it he recognized it as a ship called the mary celeste which had also left from the same port in new york as morehouse's ship left from (laughs) eight days before them and it also should have arrived at its destination in Genoa, Italy. So he knows that the the crew of the Mary Celeste was fairly small. It was ten people in total, including the captain, whose name was Benjamin Briggs, his wife Sarah Briggs, and their two-year-old daughter uh, Sophia, plus uh, seven crew members that were on the Mary Celeste. So he's like, "Oh, wait, I know. Like, this is the Mary Celeste. I know." who's on it like he's i think he was at least familiar with them so he's like it's you know they left eight days before us they should already be there we should go make sure everything's okay so morehouse decides to send a boarding party onto the mary celeste to see if there's maybe something wrong with the ship that they can help with but what they found on board is one of the most mysterious things to ever happen on the seven seas so dun dun so it became apparent as soon as the crew of the De Grazia got closer to the Mary Celeste that it was just drifting. Like, no one was guiding its course. The sails weren't, hmm. they weren't up. It was, it was just drifting around. <laughs> and so they boarded the ship, and immediately it became very clear that no one was on board. Ah! 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 <laughs> Monotone <laughs> screaming. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 wow. So they scour the whole ship. They see that not a single member of the crew, captain and his family, that no one's on board. And they do notice that the ship's only lifeboat is missing. Hmm. And so you might be wondering why it's, you know, why is it weird that, you know, the lifeboat's missing, so they took the lifeboat, but there's no obvious reason why they would have taken the lifeboat that's the mystery about this is that the Mm. ship was overall fine fuck this is just like fucking diatlov pass all over fucking (laughs) i'm still not over that episode like if any of you listened to that episode you know how upset i was so like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't like when people just disappear for no fucking reason and then please tell me we don't find bodies i don't want to get ahead of you but like This is very similar in some ways. It's just, like, the, that mystery, like, everything seemed fine, but they literally just skedaddled for no reason. Hey, Meg. 
Yes. What if you just disappeared one day? Well, I would hope you two fuckers would go looking for me. Obviously, <laughs> we would. We would, like, it would be, like, very movie-esque. We would get weapons and, like, track mm. down the bad guys. And would we have mm. a Netflix documentary made about it? We better, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and then I'll make that sacro. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to go missing. <laughs> no. <laughs> this podcast wouldn't be the same without you. Oh, my God. <sighs> Aw. Wow. I drink to that. It wouldn't be the same. It would be better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know I'm kidding. I'm 100% kidding. It was right there. <laughs> I don't know how to joke. not make a mean joke. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's so funny. I just choked on wine, in case anyone was wondering. But also, I was going to say, if I'm not here, none of you know how to say the socials correctly. So that's true. I don't know what's we would flounder. <laughs> we would fail so fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Anna, please tell us what the fuck's going on. <laughs> So, a few other things that the crew of the De Gracia found on the ship that were, you know, interesting, worth noting. So, there was a few feet of water at the bottom of the ship, like something, you know, somehow water had gotten there, but it wasn't so much that it was, like, an alarming amount for that kind of ship. It was, like, a little over three feet, but that's, you know, it's not actually really a problem at all for a ship of that size. Mm -hmm. Uh, The sails were also, appeared to be a little bit battered, but not... It's not like they were, like, ripped off of the mast or whatever. Um, it wasn't, like, to an... It wasn't an unfixable amount. It just seemed like, you know, maybe a strong strong winds had come through or something. It looked... Also, they found that the captain's corn... Bleh, captain's quarters looked like they'd been, like, uh, like strewn about, torn apart. Someone mm. had, like, gone through them or, like, oh, quickly... Shit. Maybe quickly packed up something, you know. And certain things were missing including most of the ship's papers and some navigational instruments Hmm. however the crew's stuff like the you know men who were working on board it appeared like it had been untouched like they had left everything in place the crew hadn't you know taken anything oh weird yeah and they also they did find the log from the mary celeste and the last Entry was from 8 a.m. nine days ago, the Monday, nine days ago, before they found the ship or whatever. And it recorded being that the ship was six miles south of the southernmost island of the Azores. But after that, there's nothing. And logs were taken every hour, so they can pretty much deduce that something must have happened shortly after 8 a.m. Nine days before the uh, ship was found. That's too early in the morning Uh-oh. for something to be happening. <laughs> right. I would have still been passed out. <laughs> yeah, I would have been a crew member. I would have been like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Where's my coffee? Yeah. <laughs> did they have coffee then? I hope so. I don't know. When did people start drinking I think coffee? Pretty I hope... early, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, hopefully when they were traveling, they had I coffee. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd hope so. I think they mostly drank rum. Grog. 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 Yes. Grog. <laughs> we have this conversation weekly. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just all we It's just grog. grog. No rum. Just grog. Yeah. <laughs> some of the weirdest things that they found, though, or some of the weirdest facts about the Mary Celeste was that in the ship, there was about six months of food and water supplies that were still on the ship. They hadn't been touched. Oh, so, shit. Right? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Realistically, like, 
if they, you know, if they escaped on the lifeboat, why didn't they take these supplies? Mm-hmm. Also, why did they leave the ship when they had <laughs> half a year of supplies still on the ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the ship was, like, in fine condition. Yeah, it was, I mean, it floated on its own for eight days. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that's odd. Yeah. Maybe the Grunches got them. The Grunch. Oh, yeah, the Grunch, the Grunches like now. to swim to Portugal, mm-hmm. and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Hmm. I mean, apparently they're very adaptable. They've yeah. adapted to yeah. the environment. I'm gonna say so. those neo those neopets. Once you give them something, <laughs> they go off. Their they're migration the habits mm-hmm. are coming going from New Orleans to freaking Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Another weird thing that I mean, I don't know if you guys are thinking it, but when I first heard about this, I was like, oh, pirates. Um, yeah. God, that's what I'm thinking. This is the start of this. Yeah. The pirates. weird thing. Okay, Meg. No, I love pirates. That's why I was excited. Yeah, yeah. The weird thing is that the cargo of Mary Celeste, which consists of 1,701 barrels of industrial alcohol, was completely untouched. Uh, oh, that's that's oh, that's oh. the first thing that they should have looked at to be like, something's wrong. Yeah, so... That's all they did. The water wasn't good, so they're all drinking booze constantly. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's industrial alcohol, so it's actually, oh. it's more. It's like ethanol. Oh, like rubbing alcohol. Oh, yeah, but it's I... still very valuable. Yeah, so, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> but I mean, they weren't drinking. They weren't chugging that. No. Oh God. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that might have been the problem. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> all, that's why we just <laughs> they just heard alcohol. Everyone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, it is one theory that maybe pirates did come and stuff, but it just doesn't make sense that their cargo was not touched at all. Right. Yeah, also, I was going to say, like, the only reason I could think of, like, only raiding a captain's quarters, because that's what you said, that was the only one that was, like, touched, would be, like, if whoever raided the ship knew that there was something valuable in the captain's quarters, and that's all that they exclusively right, wanted. Right, like, they were looking for something specific. That doesn't explain where everyone went. Right. So, and in case you hadn't figured it out, the crew of the Mary Celeste was never seen again. <laughs> They're with really James sad Dean's too. car and that head of the original, the original um, jackalope. They're all in that weird place oh, no. where the spooky things go, where no one finds them again. <laughs> what state did we say didn't exist last episode? What state were we talking about? Where like that's oh, Wyoming. Wyoming doesn't exist. Yep, Wyoming. Wyoming. They're yes. all in Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, no. <laughs> it's connecting. We've connected it. Yes. And the Finland, <laughs> Finland was there shit. too. <laughs> to quote BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, yeah you got yeah, it, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so really when the De Grazia found the uh, this ship, it appeared to be a basically a ghost ship. It was in, you know, perfectly fine condition. There was, you know, it looked like it had gone through some shit, but also it had been floating for over a week on its own. Like, who knows when that damage happened. But all the the cargo was intact. There was six months worth of food and water supplies to keep people alive, but not a single member of the original crew was still on the ship. So, what would have prompted ten people to abandon their perfectly good ship while they were, you know, miles from land without taking food and water supplies that they had Spill plenty the tea. of? Spill the tea. So, <laughs> uh, theory time. There's a yeah. lot of theories. None of them really 
none of them are gonna leave you satisfied. Let me just say that. Damn it, motherfucker! Jesus Damn Christ! It. Sorry, Anna. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, how do you explain this? It's, you know. And there's like, we really don't have anything to go off of except for what the crew of the De Grazia found. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Like everything I've told you is all we know. Hmm. Uh, so. <laughs> Also, this is kind of funny. The first three theories were all suggested by the attorney general um, in that time. His name was Frederick Soli Floyd. Oh, no, sorry. Soli Flood. Flood. Yeah. Nice. And he was uh, leading the inquiry into this incident. And he was also described as a man who, quote, whose ignorance and pomposity were inversely proportional to his IQ. (laughs) End quote. Gotcha. So the first th- three theories were, <laughs> you know, put forth by someone who maybe wasn't the brightest, uh, but he was in charge of the investigation and he was really, like, scrambling for something. But some people still, you know, go off of these theories. So his first idea was that maybe there was a mutiny. Maybe the crew got drunk off of the cargo of alcohol, which we have already discussed was not actually drinkable alcohol. Uh, right. But maybe they just got drunk. They killed Captain Briggs and his family. <laughs> Sorry, that's like that's like the the most extreme thing you can imagine happening at like a like drinking night. Like let's just kill right. <laughs> and this is his first theory. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh great. my god! I forgot you said there was three. Holy shit! Yeah, he's like this is the most likely theory. <laughs> sure. So, th- so the most likely is that they all got drunk and killed the captain. Yeah. Um, and and maybe some of the ship's, like, higher alcohol. officers. And then maybe they panicked. And they threw their bodies into the sea and then took the lifeboat to escape. And at first he was like, oh, well, this theory is supported because on the ship they found these strange marks in the ship that looked like they could have been made by maybe, like, a blade or some kind of axe. Plus there was also some weird stains that they thought might have been blood. Oh. But, uh, it's a pretty iffy theory because... Firstly, like we said, the alcohol they were carrying wasn't drinkable. You know, maybe they brought their own grog. But yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing is that they did a closer inspection of the stains and the markings, and they were like, yeah, no, that's that's not blood. That's just, like, natural wear and tear. It's <laughs> It doesn't look like there was any sort of a struggle on the ship once it why was closer was, Why was this man attorney general? He, I don't know. <laughs> Who the fuck gave know. him his job? Please tell me. <laughs> Plus, that would also mean, like, I mean, if you're drunk, you do weird stuff, Meg and I know, especially, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, Rose does too. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's also, like, it would mean that the crew decided to destroy all evidence of their mutiny and murder by, like, you know, they must have had to, like, scrub the deck if, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, like, if you're drunk, you're not, like, that coherent and, like, thinking through every being step clean. of the plan. This isn't a clean murder. Yeah, you're not oh, gonna yeah, no. clean the deck and then jump into a lifeboat without any supplies. Like, oh, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Also, yeah. like, bold of them to assume any of them would have made it into the life- lifeboat if they're jumping in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, weird theory, but apparently that was uh, Solly Flood's number one theory. After that, his second theory, which this one actually some people have tried to at least back up somewhat, because it makes maybe a little more sense, but it in the end doesn't make a ton of sense. Anyway, 
Sully Flood also put forth the theory that a man whose name was James Winchester, who partially owned the Mary Celeste, he was like an investor or whatever, they think that he actually organized the murder of the crew in an attempt to add uh, insurance fraud. So, to make money off of the cargo. My God. My God. My God. So, this theory was that he had them all killed and then collect the insurance on the cargo when the boat you know, never made it to its destination, but, uh, you know, the boat was found, so... Right. Yeah. You know. He also, Solly Flood, sorry, (laughs) I keep messing up. (laughs) Solly, Solly Flood, Jesus. He also suggested that maybe it wasn't uh, this investor, Winchester, but maybe it was the captains of the Mary Celeste and the De Grazia hatched this plan together, and because Briggs apparently was also an investor on the boat, they thought maybe they, you know, helped each other out. They met somewhere and then, like, helped Briggs off of the boat. And then he got his share of insurance money. It, a lot of this doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but the the main thing is that the cargo was insured, but it wasn't overinsured. It was insured for the amount that it costed. Oh. So they weren't making hmm. any extra money Right. By so they're collecting stupid. on insurance money. It's it's stupid. <laughs> they would have made just the same amount of money if they brought the cargo plus Yeah. You know, they wouldn't have to go into hiding and pretend that they were dead. Great, love to see right. it. Plus pay off the whole crew probably. So <laughs> and like abandon the ship. <laughs> so Yeah. So again, another theory that doesn't make friend make sense. So Solly Flood's final theory was that Morehouse, who was the captain of the De Grazia, actually hatched this plan on his own to ambush and kill everyone on um, the Mary Celeste. Since uh, and then because they would then retrieve the boat and bring it to shore, they did get a payout from mm-hmm. the insurance because they, you know, brought the ship back into land. Uh, but this theory also falls apart pretty quickly. Most importantly, because <laughs> the day the day Grazia left eight days after the Mary Celeste, hmm. so there's no way it would have caught up to the Mary Celeste. Like they couldn't have planned this to catch up to them, because you know there was an eight day head start. Plus, the Mary right. Celeste was also a faster ship. Tea. Also, oh, it's also just like you know murdering ten people. One of them is a child for. Mm-hmm. Their, their payout wasn't that good, so... <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It doesn't make sense. This, you know, the, the attorney, attorney general seemed to be kind of scrounging for anything, because it's really, like, no one knows what happened. It makes no sense. Another more reasonable theory is that there was some sort of natural disaster that occurred, which scared the crew enough to abandon the ship because they thought its sinking was inevitable. So some people have suggested water spouts, which are basically like water tornadoes caused by high winds. And uh, another thing is water spouts. This is a very nautical thing that I was trying to understand. (laughs) But (laughs) they could have caused low barometric pressure, which might have forced water up through the ship's pumps through the system that they would check like how much water was in the bottom of the ship and it might have made it look like there was more than there was which might have made them think the ship was sinking oh oh yeah 
Okay, my question is, though, okay. like, even if that was the case, like, where the fuck, like, no one ever saw any of them ever again? Yeah, and they were six miles away from shore. Yes. And also, like, if they're checking this thing to see whether or not the ship is sinking, no one thinks to go down and be like, oh, there's actually not that much water down there. I know, they just, like, assume, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there must be a lot of water. So, I'm not entirely sure how ships work, but I think this is the area <laughs> underneath the bottom floor. Okay. So, you know how it's, okay. like, pointy yeah. at the bottom? I think there's a yeah. hollow area that's where they remember, check. because... I, I did I did so okay. much ship research when I did oh. <laughs> I did an Inorama project about pirates one time, mm, uh-huh. and I did so much research on ships, but it honestly like did not sink through my skull. Like I, there's so <laughs> much about ships I do not understand. So I'm with yeah. like the basics, but but like they're all seasoned <laughs> sailors. Yeah. Like wouldn't they wouldn't it's they have just, some inkling that like just like Diatlov they could throw they would be seasoned okay? skiers? Exactly. What the fuck happened to them? That's one of the like arguments to this theory is that especially the captain i think he had 18 years of experience right being a captain like he was a very seasoned veteran uh Mm -hmm. but before i get to that uh another one another possible natural disaster they thought might have you know caused them to abandon ship was a sea quake which is just an earthquake at sea fun stuff oh cute but again like maybe they thought the ship was sinking but why would they be better off in a tiny life lifeboat if there was a sea quake? You know. Right. Did you say how many members were of this crew? Ten. Ten. I mean, there was ten people total. Two of them were the captain's wife and his daughter, who okay. weren't crew members, but they were there. Uh, lifeboats weren't like that big, right? Like they were like not. They weren't massive. Yeah. Yeah, it probably wouldn't hold all ten. Yeah. Hmm interesting hard to know Mm. i didn't look up how big the lifeboat was uh so again like both of these natural disasters it seems like something that they would have stuck through on the ship instead of just like jumping out without any supplies Mm -hmm. nothing should like neither of them would have caused should have caused that much panic that they left without anything Mm -hmm. another theory though in the same vein is that maybe if there was like a sea quake or something it could have rocked the ship enough to damage the cargo of industrial grade alcohol and maybe there was some sort of leak that they could you know smell from the barrels and they were like oh oh Mm. shit like our ship's gonna explode because alcohol is leaking into the you know into the air a couple things though about this theory (laughs) mostly just disproving all the theories but (laughs) historians also seem to agree that like if something like this had happened and they, like, were like, we need to get off the ship quick, they still would have tied the lifeboat to the ship and, like, kept their distance and waited to see Mm -hmm. if, like, the ship actually exploded instead of just being like, hey, let's, like, try to survive in this lifeboat without any supplies (laughs) for a few days (laughs) with ten people. So there's that. Also, like we said, the Captain Briggs was a very experienced sailor. He had 18 years of experience, so it, it doesn't make sense for them to panic so much that they just abandoned ship so fast. Mm-hmm. So on to the more fun theories. Uh, Yay. Fifth is theory is one of them aliens. Aliens, aliens you guys! Yes, yes! <laughs> nailed it. And yeah, again, there's not really any proof for this. It's just like, you know, there's no sense for them to have abandoned the ship like they did. But maybe they were taken, and maybe like <laughs> the flying saucer that appeared and hovered over the ship. Maybe the like thrust from it caused the water to go into the <laughs> ship 
and maybe it like kind of damaged the sails a little bit um and maybe you know maybe some of the crew escaped on the lifeboat and then died or maybe the aliens threw the lifeboat into the sea to make it look like the the crew abandoned ship you know oh my god okay Sure. I mean, I yeah. am more inclined to believe that one than any of the other ones you've said. So honestly, <laughs> right? <laughs> it makes more sense, honestly. Yeah. And then final theory. Uh, I'm totally stepping on Meg's toes here, but I, I think it's obvious. Ship is haunted. Yes, or, I knew we we're getting to ghost ship. Or yes. like sentient and evil. I love that. We oh, love yeah. That. So apparently, the ship has had like a lot of horrible things happened to it from the very beginning it always kind of seemed like you know it you know had a lot of natural disasters and like tragedies in and around Mm. it so even when they first built the ship and they were trying you know they were trying to push it into into sea for its maiden voyage it was reported that it was it like refused to budge they had like the hardest time getting it into the sea in the first place for no reason it just like would not leave its port and then on its maiden voyage, its very first captain quickly got sick and died of pneumonia on the ship. Yikes. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. And then generally <laughs> throughout its time at sea, it had a lot of, it met a lot of natural disasters, like I said. And it even was almost completely destroyed on some rocks, uh, like a while before it, you know, uh, Briggs <laughs> sailed it into and then disappeared. But oh, cool. it was, you know, it was restored, but it, it it's had a lot of, it's had a messy history, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. So people theorize that maybe the ship is just evil, or maybe it's haunted by maybe the first captain or something else. I love something that. Something is evil about it. Wow. Yeah, so that's the mystery of the Mary Celeste. I'm intrigued. Any Anytime that it's something where it's like all these people disappeared for no reason, like <clears throat> Roanoke... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very weird. Wow. Wow. I have a new favorite theory, and it's the haunted boat one. I like... Yes, I like that a lot. We had haunted cars, and now we have haunted boat. You know, we're really stepping up in the world. Yes. Also, don't worry about stepping on my toes, because I definitely did when I talked about the devil's... What's it called? Devil's tramping ground, and I was like, Yeah, aliens. Aliens. (laughs) (laughs) I always think it's aliens. Yeah. It's how other aliens like explanations for my cryptids are like maybe they're an alien <laughs> right yeah anything could be yeah. ghosts could all just be aliens honestly like yeah who knows what kind of animals like are being like genetically modified and being thrown into the wild to see if people notice them at this point right if we disappear mm, after yeah. this podcast my name is meg brennan and i am <laughs> i am a normal human i am just saying that of my own accord <laughs> okay it was aliens basically meg we're, give us the socials that Rose and I yes. don't know. Okay, so you can find us on Instagram at Nightmare Girls Podcast or Twitter at Nightmare Girls Pod without the A Nightmare without the I and Girls, Facebook.com slash Nightmare Girls Podcast, or you can send us an email telling us if you like aliens or if you like haunted pirate ships or if you like The Grunch or if you think The Grunch is Matthew Morrison at the Nightmare Girls Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Let us know if there's any stories you want us to cover. Please. Uh, tell your friends about our podcast. <laughs> I mean, we think we're funny, so yeah. Tell your it's a good teachers. Mm, tell maybe grandmas. No. Maybe don't tell your teachers because they <laughs> <a good> <laughs> do it. We yeah. we were 
work <laughs> solely on theory and not like actual facts. So, <laughs> we we, we do research. Know nothing. We do research. We believe. So mm-hmm. we do. And if you're listening, most likely you do too. So yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. See yeah. you next week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.